Hey guys, welcome back to Movie Nerd. This is Carissa Corona. Have I got a movie for you? <laughs> uh, I just watched a film called Only. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this film. And just bear with me on this one. <laughs> Mostly because... I will say, when I first started watching this movie, I thought it was really dumb. It took me... I kept coming back to it, so... I started watching, in the first two minutes of it, I was like, oh, this isn't interesting. Literally, like, clicked out of it, watched something totally different. And then... My thoughts sparked interest again, so I decided to watch again, and I watched maybe ten minutes of it. And I couldn't get past, like, the terrible acting. <laughs> um, so I was just like, meh, I'm probably not going to watch this. So I left it again for a third time. My kids went to sleep. I had nothing else to do. I decided I'm going to watch that film. <sighs> right off the bat, like I said, I thought it had bad acting. I, I think that with everything kind of going on in the world, I wasn't, I just didn't want to watch another pandemic type film. But then I started to pick up like little Easter eggs, I guess you can call them, in the film. And that's really what piqued my interest. I think what's interesting about this movie is that if I were to have watched it last year, I would have told you that's dumb. That would never happen. I mean, and, and, and to be fair, I watch a lot of dystopian movies, so I feel like I, when I watch the films, I obviously know, oh, that's not going to happen, but I love watching them. But this specific movie, I feel like it felt so real because we're living in it right now that even back then, if I'd watched it, say, January 1st of 2019, I would have said, that's dumb. That would never happen. <laughs> and now, now that we've lived in 2020, we all know that literally anything is possible. Because our year has been crazy. <laughs> uh, and so, because coming from the lens of 2020 and now watching this film, I was like... Am I becoming a conspiracy theorist right now? Because that's where my mind is going. <laughs> it's like there's so many things that 2019 was trying to tell us that we didn't really see it because our world had not been altered in that direction before. You know, it's with simple things like our superheroes dying, Iron Man, uh, the mother of dragons had you know, the, the winning character throughout the entire 10 years we watched it and then all of a sudden she's crazy and she dies. <laughs> you think of all of these things that would have told us like, hey, your world can be changed in a quick second, but yet we didn't really think about it because we're humans and we don't think about anything other than our own happiness and ourselves. So we come to this movie. It's called Only. It was a 2009 movie and it was released on April 
April 27, 2019. So that's where it gets interesting to me because they kept throwing out like random dates and um, well, I didn't actually look and see when this movie had because throughout the film, like every time I'd see a random date, I would Google like what happened in 2020 on this day. <laughs> but I never looked to see what happened on that day in 2019. However, we do know that this movie actually takes their quarantine for 400 days. So some of the dates that she's posting, yeah, are like in the beginning, but she lasts all the way until the next year. That's not really a spoiler. You'll see, you know, she, it's, you, you have to watch the film, you know, I wouldn't say this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. I've definitely seen better pandemic films. Um, but this did catch my attention with those little details, I guess, that for me were more mind blowing than the actual movie itself. Because to be honest, she, she bugged me. <laughs> I was not a fan of this character at all. And you know, it, on the IMDb, it got a 5 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 37%. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. The movie itself is not that great. But because these little, like, things got my attention, and I was just going into my, like, spiral of conspiracy theory, that is why I felt the film was more interesting than it actually was. But I would say that that is very accurate. A 5 out of 10. I personally would have given it like a 3 out of 10. I would have given it like a 10%. I don't know. I felt like the guy himself was probably a good actor. But he. I think it's not so much that he was a good actor because he was just mind-blowing. And we were like, oh my god, you're so amazing. I think he was a good character because I think he plays the mass majority of the people and how they would respond to something like this. I feel like now looking back and seeing our lives as it is right now, there's two types of people. There's the people that are extremely cautious. They take everything very serious. They're seeing this pandemic. They're listening to what's being told to us to do and they're doing it. They're the people that are being like on Facebook yelling, wear your, wear your mask. You know, I was going to cuss, but I was just watch myself there's probably kids listening but anyways you know there's people that are telling you like social distance don't go outside do this or that there are those people and that's who he represents he re represents those people and then there's her and I feel like her she's a smaller majority of our country right now but yet no, I'm going to take that back because there's probably like three groups of people. There's the people that are extreme and then there's the people in the middle and then there's her. So the people in the middle, they definitely, I would say I'm that person, the middle. Um, I will follow guidelines. I will wear the mask. I will, you know, I don't wear gloves. I probably should, but I don't. Um, and, but I also don't touch anything. I, if I have to go into a grocery store, I don't touch anything and I'm literally I have hand sanitizer in my bag so if I touch something like the food that I need to buy I literally use hand sanitizer right after it and I avoid using carts altogether 
Um, I don't like touching the cards at all. I know that those poor courtesy clerks probably clean it and scrub it and do all that stuff, but I personally do not like touching the cards. If I have to do a bigger grocery haul, it's usually a pickup and then I like spray it down. <laughs> I, I, I'm that person. I, I, I want to be outside because I feel like I don't want to lose touch with being a human, you know, like going for walks or going into the grocery store ever so often so that I could, you know, see other people. But I'm definitely not going to touch you. I'm definitely not going to get close to you. I will wave at you from afar, but I, I definitely will not do any of that. And um, I stay as quarantined as I can, mostly because I have severe asthma and my daughter has even more severe asthma than I do. She actually has a scar that goes from the top of her lung caddy corner all the way down to the bottom. And um, that's because when she was born, she had RSV. Yay. And so um, she ended up getting really sick when she, after she was born. She was born in uh, December 28th, so that's like a huge, you know, cold season where I live. So she is... Um, she, she got all the that going on. And so um, she ended up getting RSV. It caused um, a, a scar on her lung. So now I do carry inhalers with me, mine and hers. And then also uh, she has her little nebulizer. <laughs> you know, so I am careful with that because of my daughter. I'm very careful with what I expose her to. Um, at first we quarantined for the full... 30 days and uh, my my grandma quarantined and we quarantined and so I knew for a fact that I would eventually need to leave the apartment I would need to leave our home so um, I wanted to make sure that we did stay 100% quarantined just so that if I needed to I could take her to my grandma's house and it wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be dangerous for my grandmother so I'm that person. I'm in the middle. I stay as cautious as I can, but I do need to ever so often, you know, go for a walk. Um, but then there's the other people. There's the other people who did not take this serious in the slightest. And, you know, they were, I was watching some people on like social media where they, um, they're having backyard barbecues with their neighbors. Like it's a vacation or something. You know, that was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, seeing people like it's literally the first month of quarantine and, and they're having barbecues with their neighbors and we haven't even been bar uh, quarantined for a week and they're already like going to all these people's houses because they have time off now. So there's definitely people that did not follow the guidelines in the slightest and there's people that were me like me in the middle and then there's people that were 100% extremist also side note if you're 100% extremist and you want to wear that mask all the time you do that but please don't impose yourself onto other people if you have a problem with someone not wearing a mask just walk around them don't go near them go on another direction the issue with that though is because I do there's been a few times where I've gone into Target and um, 
I had a full-blown panic attack <laughs> um, because I couldn't breathe. I literally couldn't breathe. It was, I like I said, I have asthma and I literally couldn't breathe. And what could have been just a simple asthma attack where I t take a puff in my inhaler and move on with my life turned into a full-blown panic attack where tears were falling down my face. Uh, and that sounds very dramatic, but it, that's literally what happened. I could not breathe and I thought I was going to die right there in the barbecue section of Target. <laughs> um, and so if someone were had to come up to me and say that I am offending them for not wearing my mask, I probably would flip them off because that's none of their business. So please people be respectful. If you see someone not wearing a mask, there's probably a reason. So just carry on with your life. You take all the per precautions for yourself, but other people, we, we you know that's something we should learn in quarantine. Everyone mind their business. You do you. You take care of you and your family. If you think that it's important that you ha wear a hazmat mask and <laughs> body armor as you're walking into Target, then you do that. But if someone else chooses not to, then that's on them. <sighs> so back to my original thought rant over sorry guys <laughs> um i like i said i quarantined my family my county's going into another quarantine i just kind of go with the flow you know I, like i said i don't want to get sick i don't want to get the coronavirus i don't want my daughter to get the coronavirus i don't want my boys to get the coronavirus i just i'm an introverted person so staying in my apartment is not a big deal the only difference between what's going on right now and what's going on in this film is right now it's not visible. You know, we are, we're getting all these numbers, but like there's a lot of, also a lot of press of people saying like, hey, we don't actually know the right number of people dying. It's just the fact that if you, if you happen to have coronavirus, we're just gonna say you died of that. So for us, it's very unclear and it's an invisible, type of virus you know it's not we don't really see everything you know it's not in our face like it is in this film so you see in this film literally it starts off the movie with kind of telling the story so this film goes back and forth between present time and then past so when this all started so it starts off with that you know there's this girl she lives with her roommate their friends her boyfriend's coming to visit or they're moving in I'm not really sure but he's coming and the friend leaves for work and the boyfriend gets there or the friend takes off for the night I'm not I think that's what she does she takes off for the night and she's with and so this girl has her boyfriend there the whole night well it's morning time they're eating breakfast and all of a sudden they hear like this really loud aggressive rain and so they go to the window and they notice that it's not actually rain it's ash coming from the sky i don't know about you but if i saw ash coming from the sky i wouldn't want to be out there and I know this from experience because I live in Northern California and Northern California is notorious for fires. So um, I know from experience that when there is ash in the sky, 
you don't want to be out there. It doesn't cross your mind. It does not cross your mind. Susan and Karen do not go for walks when the ash is coming from the sky. Just not something that passes people's minds. So, you know, she they're watching the ash coming from the sky. All of a sudden, it's gloomy. There's ash. And... Um, the friend walks in and she has ash all over her and so they take her to the hospital because she falls on her face they don't know what's wrong with her they take her to the hospital and now they're inside this hospital and the boyfriend which is hilarious to me because it's very male chauvinist in a lot of ways the boyfriend notices that there's only women that are coming to the ER the girl does it. The girl is only focused on trying to figure out what's wrong with her friend, her compassionate, motherly nature as a woman. I'm joking, guys. But, she, no, for real, she, she doesn't notice. She's not really paying attention to the fact that all these people are flooding in. She kind of sees them flooding in, but she's still not really getting it that it's only women. She's just seeing a lot of people. Where he's tripping, he's like, oh my god, there's only people. There's only females walking in here injured. So that's when he kind of gets it together and he tells her we gotta go. And she she does her like fake feminism. Well, I'm not leaving until I see my friend. You can't make me. And then basically he's like, no, we're leaving and we're not going outside. We're gonna find a tunnel to get to the car. And then so she's like, well... I want you to talk to me. And then he goes, well, I'll talk to you in the car. So she's basically right from the jump, an idiot. Um, <laughs> and I think that's the part that's really frustrating to me is watching this was she was an idiot the entire time. I think that human nature, regardless of your male or female, when you have a fight type of personality, you're going to use your common sense in a lot of things. And uh, when you have a flight type of personality, you're an idiot and I hope you die first because I don't want you attached to me because then I'm going to die because of you. And that's frustrating for people like myself and other people who are fighters. You want to make sure that you keep yourself under the radar but also survive. And that's basically what you see in this guy's personality. He is a survivor. He wants to survive. And he loves her, so he wants her to survive. So he immediately gets her home. She's a spaz. He calls her dad. He asks, you know, they ask for advice. The dad basically says, we need to quarantine. This is what you got to do. And then, of course, anybody who's lived in 2020, you know, um, quarantine, you, you Clorox everything. Everything smells like Clorox for a while. Um, he, well, he takes it to a whole nother level. He, like, tapers down the windows and everything with a plastic wrap. And, um, you know, he, 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 he makes sure that he had a, he did what he had to do to survive. And I feel like she got pretty lucky to have this dude because he figured it out immediately. He was like, all right, I'm going to Clorox everything. I'm going to quarantine you. Got us hazmat suits. Um... Um, I, I got this whole system down that when I go outside and come back in, I rinse us all off. And then he has these laser lights that like burn off anything when it's in front of him. And he, he seems to do that every single time he goes outside. So that seems kind of dangerous. But at the same time, he's taking every precaution he has to 
to keep her alive because that's when they by this point they've realized that it's only the women that are dying in this virus it is killing off women i wonder why <laughs> so then the men also what they you later find out is that the government is now trying to make fake embryos and, and fake uteruses to repopulate the world because they realize that all the women are dead and and men can't survive by themselves they will die off also because they don't have wounds and so you find out that basically they put out a two million bounty on women and say like hey if you see one bring her in and we'll give you two million dollars so now men are coming against each other and then it goes back into like the regular apocalyptic place and you know buildings are burnt down and broken down and it's crazy the random part though is is even though there is apocalyptic idea the stores still randomly have a clerk like someone still takes your money to buy food which is hilarious to me um but you know for the most part like i said it was a dumb movie if you live in 2020 you live through a pandemic you watch this movie and you're like well that was dumb because like i said the girl is an idiot which is not fair to the actress who's Frida Pinto. She's probably a great person, but she she just, this character was such an idiot the entire time. You later find out how she got the, the coronavirus and it's probably the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, you seriously, I seriously sat there and be like, why? Why? Why is, why? Who wrote this? I'll tell you who wrote this, the director, Takashi Dosher, or Dosher, I don't know how to say his name either, but the last time I heard the name Takashi was in Big Hero 5, or Big Hero 6, what is it called? I don't know, but he was smart. Who writes this stuff? But you know what, I gotta give it to Takashi, because he, he saw something coming that we didn't, which was a pandemic of a virus that kills people I don't want to be insensitive but we also don't know how many of those people actually die from the virus or if they died from other causes so we have to question that sometimes you know in this specific film we kind of have to ask that same question also why why were these specific dates chosen and I'll tell you why well, I won't know why, but I'll tell you what I found. So the first date that came up was March 23rd, 20, well, March 23rd. So I looked up March 23rd, 2020, and literally the only thing that popped up on my thing, like on my Google, was a bunch of coronavirus updates. And then I found this other thing that said things that happened on this date, um, and on this, they basically formally let the world know that Kobe Bryant and his uh, daughter had passed away, Gianna. Um, and so I was like shook because, you know, I think America will always remember what they were doing the day the Twin Towers went down. 
and they'll always remember what they were doing when they found out that Kobe Bryant had died. I felt like the world was equally devastated by those two moments in life. And if you're old enough to remember those things, you will. And you'll always be able to tell people on September 11th, I was sitting in the kitchen. I really was sitting in the kitchen and I was eating breakfast because I had to go to school. Um, And I remember getting to first period and um, my teacher not really understanding what was going on. And then they ended up releasing us and my mom kept us home the rest of the week because she was not aware of what was happening. Um, The next moment would be Kobe Bryant when he died I was actually in a church service so I ended up coming out of the church service I got into my car and I saw that I had a couple messages I looked at the messages and then that's when I saw that Kobe Bryant had died and I thought it was not real so I googled it because I thought that was a cruel thing to tell me and then I ended up finding out that it was true he really had passed away um which which is really sad for me because I I, I'm not I'm not a Lakers fan but Kobe Bryant plays a huge role in some of my most favorite memories um I love basketball I always loved basketball and it was something I did with my dad and we watched a lot of basketball together and then we'd have family days where like my entire family my mom my siblings and my dad would watch we had the NBA package and I was a Kings fan so um, if anybody knows that one NBA finals game where the Kings got robbed (laughs) you guys know what I'm talking about um that moment was such a defining moment for me and I loved every moment of it. I hated it actually, but I love that I can remember that moment. I can remember the party. I can remember how it made me feel. So when I read that Kobe had died, I literally like my teen years were now flooding me. My childhood was flooding me and I was devastated so sad and my heart is so broken for his family his 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 wife and daughters that are left behind it is the saddest thing to think about and so I thought that was random that this person put that specific date and that thing had happened also on that very same day our president of the United States tweet something to Iran and calling them a clown and we have sparked news of World War III. I know that some of my my listeners are not conspiracy theorists. That's okay. But that was really interesting to me. I was like, okay, what was this? What was this Takashi? trying to tell us because that was actually a really big moment for us in this pandemic you know and then you know Kobe dying and then that happening and then Harvey Winston's trial select seven jurors seven men five women and that was such a big deal because (laughs) they had excluded 
they had you know the women they should have made it more women I guess because you know he's Harvey Weinstein so there's that the next one was April 22nd and I thought that was interesting because um it was the anniversary of Earth Day so her friend ended up dying on that day April 22nd and her friend died and it was Earth Day so it was the 50th anniversary of Earth Day the other things that happened this year on that day was that the Senate had passed the 4.8 billion for coronavirus relief packages the CDD the CDC director warns that we'll have a second coronavirus wave and then California autopsy finds that the first known coronavirus death was actually on February 6th and then Milwaukee finds that seven people infected with COVID entered their their voting polls so um, that's when they kind of the idea of taking our voting rights was was thrown out which I also thought was very interesting and then that's also when they put the poll out that most Americans think that large gatherings would be unsafe and that's when they started canceling every big event which hello (laughs) that was also part of what was going on in this movie as people were now distancing from each other and then they also senate reaffirms the conclusion that russia meddled with the 2016 elections and then um the next date was her date when she died so what they did was take a picture and then they put the the date they died on there and so she which ironically also dies on april 22nd one year later which is weird why is it that one year later she dies from her friend she's also the one that like I said she survived a year 400 days in quarantine guys and then she she says she wants to die by a waterfall so on Earth Day she goes into this waterfall and that's where she dies what I thought was interesting about that was it was like this full circle moment for her but for us also because I remember on Earth Day I always remember seeing pictures of like clear skies and animals where they normally are not like dolphins going through the canals and swans in the canals of Italy like there was some crazy stuff I was seeing and it was really cool because I'd never seen anything like that before I'd never seen LA look so beautiful (laughs) ever in my life the sky has never been that pretty and my thought is off topic from this movie because like I said it's trash I would not suggest it 
for anyone, but I'm gonna take this moment to talk about this specific thing. When this is over, what are we going to do to change? When the virus is gone and we can go back to regular life, what are steps we're gonna do? Because I, I don't want LA to go back to the way it was. I, I don't want the streets to be so crowded that it takes four hours just to get home. You know, I don't want the skies to get so clouded that it's hard to breathe. You know, even in Northern California, there's been times where I've driven at five, you know, and normally in California at five, that's rush hour. You don't go anywhere at five because people are angry and they just want to go home and it's so much traffic. And what would usually take like 20 minutes takes a whole two hours. And I was driving one time and there was like literally no one. There was just only necessity people were on the road. And I find kind of felt like a jerk because I was on the road. But (laughs) my idea is, excuse me, um, what are we going to do to change? What are we going to do with our lifestyles? You know, one of, I've, a lot of people like, you know, just going outside for a walk is like a luxury right now. And you're seeing so many people like doing that. They're walking more, they're exercising more. They're obviously stuck with their family. So it's causing people to either deal with their issues or separate from their issues. And a lot of people are dealing with them. You know, a lot of people are are working through the problems and they're talking with each other now and they're, they're becoming better communicators, you know, and which is really good. So I just want to pose that question. What have you learned from this? Aside from the conspiracies, aside from all that, what have you learned from being home? And what would what are you gonna do when we get to go back? I know for me, I've learned that working's great. I miss work a lot, but it's not my life. You know, working in the education system, I've learned that real quick that we're not as valuable <laughs> to society, and you know, people don't care as much. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, actually tried to cut 18 billion. I think he was pretty successful at it too. Um, I think that some people, not not all Democrats, agreed with him on that. So they actually like basically told him, "Nope, go try that again. We're not taking 18 billion from education." But that was his goal was to take 18 billion from our school system and that really sucked because when you work in education you you know how much we rely on the grants we rely on that budget because we're overpopulated our classrooms are overpopulated we don't have we don't make enough money the average teacher makes about thirty thousand dollars a year that's not a lot of money especially if you live in california If you want to like be middle class in California, you got to make about 50,000 a year. 
and that's middle class. That's not even bowling. That's like you have a thousand dollars in your bank account, probably. <laughs> you know, ten thousand max, and you're doing good. I don't know, but like, there should be no reason why our governor makes two hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. He's the highest paid governor in the American history. American history. The entire history of America. He makes more money than every single governor and every single president. That is wild. Wild. He didn't make more than Obama, though, because Obama took his money. But pretty much almost every single other president donated their money. Um, You know, so... That's crazy. That's crazy. That is so wild that the California governor decides that he needs to make that much money, especially since his wife is a filmmaker. Like, she makes money. It's not like she's poor. So the fact that they're living like this and they're taking so much from us, but then they're telling us, like, oh, we should just, I don't want to cut my salary. We'll just cut it from education. What is that saying? You don't care about the people. And so I've learned that. I've learned that in education that, hey, I love my job. I love working with my, these students. These kids are amazing. And I do want to be a part of their lives. But I also know that when my day is over, don't take your work home. I'm learning that. That's, that's something I decided for myself. When my day is over at work, I will not take it home. So reschedule what you're doing in the day so that I'm not as frazzled throughout the day try to figure out different ways to like not be frazzled but there's no way I should be taking my work home because when I come home I want to be with my kids and I think every teacher can say that every single teacher can say that when they go home they want to be with their family they don't or if they don't even have a family they just want to go home and relax and de-stress they should be allowed to do that And that's for every single job. You may not be in education, but say you have a very stressful job where you're in the office or you're at a construction worker or you, you work in um, retail or you work at in the, in the food service, whatever industry you work in, I would say that make that your goal as well. That once your day is over, you're done. You are not. You're not, you're not doing this. You're going home and you're enjoying your time off. I think that's something we had to learn. Slow down. I in no way desire to ever live in the old times. I do not believe that I was born in the wrong era. But there's definitely things about the eras that I like. Um, we do romance a lot of the 30s. But there are elements I like about the 30s that I definitely learned in this time frame that I would want to implicate now. Um, however, I definitely love my, my, uh, my right to vote. <laughs> I definitely love my right to talk, do this podcast, make money. <laughs> Pretty much all the things that women could not do then, I'm grateful that I get to do now. So I would never, ever want to switch lives with one of those women however I do like that they got ready for the day I was talking to my friend because I was sick this week and um I got I had gotten a little cold and 
um, I quarantined again and I didn't want to be t around people. So I texted my grandma and I was like, hey, I, I did a, a, a Starbucks order. I got some tea. Would you mind taking it and leaving it at my, my doorstep? Because apparently they don't have delivery service here where I'm at. So <laughs> she tells me that she has to get dressed first. And so we're talking to my, my friend. My friends basically asked me if I got it figured out because she was actually going to do it for me. But she was in another town. So I was like, no, my grandma's going to do it. But she just has to get dressed first. And I was like, I think it's funny that her generation does that. Her generation has, they don't like going out of the house without their, their street clothes, they call it. There's their house clothes and their street clothes. They don't like mixing the two. And then my, my friend was talking about it with me and she was saying her grandma was the same way and we're just going back and forth. And then I had this realization. I was like, maybe we're the ones that are in the wrong because our generation doesn't care if they look ratchet. They will walk out with no shame in the clothes they slept in for the last three days not brushed any teeth not done hair like that has no shame we've created such a lazy culture that we can go out in public and have no shame with that but at the same time our depression rate is higher our suicide rate is higher our divorce rates are higher <laughs> our homelessness are higher So I was like, okay, I should probably care more about how I walk out. Not wear, I should wear street clothes instead of house clothes. Wash my face, you know, in the morning and then probably right before I leave. Be like, hey, just freshen up a little bit before I go present myself to the world. I don't know. I'm rambling now and I'm sure I'm grateful that you guys have made it this far. But I definitely want to hear what are you going to take with you and when we are done when we are now able to walk freely in the world without a mask what what are you going to do make sure that you comment message me go and follow me on twitter and instagram at carissa c-a-r-i-s-s-a corona c-o-r-o-n-a underscore and let me know let me know what you think what what are you what are you gonna do and if you do watch this film tell me if i was being harsh just let me know all right guys i gotta go bye